Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi. I'm Kevin Close. And in this episode, we are going to answer some of your questions. Um, Kevin put a call out for questions on Twitter, and we've curated some of them, and we're going to do about 10 questions today. Uh, before we get started, I have some information I want to give to you. I want to make sure um, you guys have the latest in what's going on with uh, travel closures and things like that so that um, we're all up to speed. Um, most recently, the CDC has extended their uh, no-sale order for cruise ships through September 30th of 2020. The order continues to suspend passenger operations on cruise ships with the capacity to carry at least 250 passengers in waters subject to U.S. jurisdiction. So um, basically Disney Cruise Line, Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, Holland America, Norwegian, Princess, Princess Virgin uh, Ocean Cruises, all of those things uh, have been suspended until September 30th, 2020. We don't know if that means October 1st, cruises will start again, or if there'll be an uh, extension to that um, order or not, but we will keep you informed as we know more. Um, the other thing, too, is Adventures by Disney has canceled all departures through the end of September 2020. Is there anything to expound upon upon that? I do not. Yeah. That is, at the moment, that's where it is. Okay. Yeah, you know, best we can do is wait and see what happens and if other stuff becomes more available. But, you know, a lot of this is even out of Disney's control because of travel restrictions. Uh, Walt Disney World Resort continues their phased reopening. All four Disney theme parks are now open. Uh, several Disney Resort hotels are open as well, uh, taking reservations for now through September 26th of 2021. Not all hotels are open, but you can see that on our website and various websites. Uh, Disneyland Resort remains closed with a phase reopening of their downtown Disney district. No word on when hotels and the theme park will open there. And I just covered cruises and ABD. Um, and that's about it. Oh, Universal is open too. Universal is uh, currently operating Universal Orlando, and they are have some resorts open as well, and you can book there. Um, two, 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 two. Alani Resort temporarily closed with no word on an opening date as to when they will start taking guests. So that's where we stand as of today. Things changing rapidly, and uh, you know could be different by the time this airs, but we shall see. All right, so we're going to get into it. We're going to start with some questions. As I said, Kevin asked folks on Twitter if they would send some questions in, and so we collected a bunch, and we're going to get through about 10 of them, I think. Yeah, I'm Good sorry. Questions. I have to read these. It's <laughs> big font, too. Um, that means bad eyes. What changes? Oh, this is from DCWV. What changes do you think will be permanent in the travel industry to COVID-19? I have answers. Do you have answers? Maybe. Right. Tell me what your answers are. So and I'll first, tell you if you're wrong. First and foremost, I'm not willing. You'll tell me if I'm wrong. You'll just tell me I'm wrong. I know you. Um, the travel industry will be changed for sure. First, I think primarily we're going to see a complete doing away with any kind of uh, place where you for checking into resorts and cruise lines and things like that, that will be a touch. 
where you come in contact with another person. I think we're permanently going to see all of these technological things that are being put in place like um, scans for passport photos and checking in before you arrive for a cruise and there's going to your room. I think all of those things are now going to be permanent and kind of rightfully so. These things were being rolled out slowly across the cruise line industry and across resort industries for many, many years. And I think it's time they just do it. So that sort of no human interaction is going to be a permanent thing. Same thing with um, flights thing as well, too. You know, there'll be very little going to a counter and checking in your flight and things like that. Maybe baggage pickup will stay the same, but there'll be very little of that. So I think that's going to be a big thing. I also think um, for a while, as long as COVID-19 is an issue, that there will be um, capacity restrictions. Capacity restrictions on flights, on uh, trains, on buses, in hotels, especially on the cruise line. The cruise line industry was hit so hard when this hit for quarantining people. I think you're going to see this idea that they're going to have to keep a certain number of staterooms open in case someone does need to be quarantined. So capacity issues, capacity is always going to be lowered, I think, going forward just for people's safety. What about you? I think we'll see uh, the disappearance of buffets. Mm -hmm. I don't think buffets will survive. Um, I think they will be changed to some sort of service. It might be where someone comes around with rolling carts of food, but I don't think they want us standing in line back to back anymore or back, you know, you know what I mean. Right. Or that sort of the idea that multiple people can touch the food. Right. You know, even if there's a buffet style, it will be somebody will be behind a counter serving They you. did that once before yeah. with um, nor norovirus. Yeah. The norovirus got very, very bad, and they, they switched it over. I think the cruise line industry is good about that. They can adapt for stuff like that. Um, for the time being, I think you're going to have to get used to wearing a mask. Absolutely. Delta just announced this morning that if you're one of those people who says that you can't wear a mask for breathing problems, they're going to suggest you stay home and you will have a online visit with a doctor who will decide whether you're ready to fly or not. Or they're going to require you to bring test results. Right. Uh, either you have to prove that you're not COVID positive or you're going to not be allowed to fly. Yeah, and I think masks are here for a very long time. I even think that even if in the United States we still have this controversy about masks, I think if you want to go anywhere outside the United States, be prepared to wear a mask or you won't be able to go in places or go travel anywhere. I think that's a good... Um, I just saw a list this morning of places that uh, businesses that will not allow you service if you don't have a mask. And... I mean, it's things like Walmart and Publix and Home Depot. Also, don't be surprised if we come to a point where there is a virus that you have to show proof that you've had it, that you've had the shot, that you carry sort of health papers with you. This is, you know, the other countries do this as well, where they have to have um, proof of their uh, health registry and that they are healthy to travel. So things like that will be common. They might even be linked to your passport. You scan your passport, and it'll bring up some kind of health registry that says, yeah, you're, you can travel. Um, depending on where we are with things, temperature scans might be common. 
that just might be the way things go from now on. You want to go anywhere, you're going to have to have a temperature scan. So I think we're, we're seeing the evolution of travel. Uh, usually things evolve slowly. I think this is one of those things that will leap us forward into a whole new way of traveling and enjoying travel. But I think that we're going to get to a place where we can travel again. I'm confident that that's in our future. I also think we're going to see an increase in domestic travel. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to tick up. We're exploring some new... Well, that's one of our questions. Save that for when I answer the question. Pretend you didn't hear that. <laughs> Good thing you used your jazz hands <laughs> as an indicator not to use I was that. flukamizing people so they didn't hear it. All that jazz. That's right. All right, moving on to our next... I think there's going to be a lot of changes. Some I don't even, wouldn't even venture a guess at, but I think those are going to be things we're going to be uh, seeing from now on. All right, I'm going to ask... I'm going to read the next question. This is from Olivia. With the new park hours in effect, would you suggest in-park dining as opposed to leaving the park and visiting a resort for dining? It really depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to maximize your park time, absolutely, stay in the park, do in-park dining. However, you know, again, we're seeing people report that in the theme parks, they are getting in a lot. They're doing a lot of shows, they're doing a lot of rides. They're experiencing a lot of the theme park. So your time in the theme park may not be as restricted as if there were larger crowds. So you may be able to go back to a resort. I'm always a fan of leaving the theme park and going somewhere else to eat. Again, it's all about maximizing your park time. If you feel like you don't want to take, because it's going to add, think about it. You got to get it to either your vehicle or in the bus or back to your resort or wherever you want to go, that's going to add even more time than just eating to being away from a theme park. So if you're trying to maximize your park time in the shortened hours, stay in the park and eat. I think we also have to just all agree that it's different. The magic is there. It, it was fun the day we were there, but it's different. And that thing where you try and make every 15 minutes count, yeah. You have to approach it differently. Instead of these are the things I have to do, you should say to yourself, these are the things I hope I get to do. That's my opinion. Excellent. All right, why don't you read the next question? Boy, we're getting through these fast. I may have to go and get some. This is from Sean Rogers. I'd love someone to go in-depth about current travel restrictions going to and from high-risk states on the official lists and what they have seen. I have heard and experienced many different versions of these here in Albany. Yay, Albany. Thanks so much. Um, Albany cheer. <laughs> yeah, Albany. I'm from Albany. All right, so I have the official, official information from Governor DeSantis's, the governor of Florida's executive order about the travel ban. I can't speak about other places. I can only speak about Florida because this is what I'm most familiar with. So I strongly recommend if you're worried about traveling to or from other places, what's in store for you. But here's what the governor of Florida has said, okay? Um, it's, he's going to require travelers from areas with substantial community spread of the virus, including the New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut tri-state tri area, to quarantine for 14 days or for the duration of your presence, whichever, whichever is shorter. 
Airport screenings and roadside checkpoints are set up to check for potential COVID-19 cases. The checkpoints do not apply to persons involved in commercial activity or to students traveling for the purpose of academic work, internship, sports training, or any other activity for program or program approved by the educational institution. If you want more information and you want to get Call the government. It's 1-866-779-6121. 1-866-779-6121. That's the Florida Department of Health. I think it's important to note that, um, it's important to note that the only states specifically mentioned in the executive order at this time are New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Louisiana was on the list and has been removed from the list. This doesn't mean that more states could be added. Couldn't be added. Of course, you could add more states at any time. But right now, targeting New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And one people have asked me specifically, do you think, how do you think they're going to enforce this? You know what? I don't know exactly, but I would assume that if you have New York plates on your car, you might be subject to be pulled over. John and I are news junkies. And what was it? There's going to be roadside checkpoints for COVID? Yep. Yeah, we haven't heard about that. Yep. That I think is, I think a lot of that is just sort of bluster to sort of scare people. But there's definitely airport port, uh, checkpoints where you're going to have to fill out a form when you enter Florida that says, where am I staying? How long am I staying? And contact information. I know people specifically who have done this. A couple of my agents had to... Uh, when they came to Florida, had to fill out this form, and they were called, I don't want to say regularly, sporadically, to be checked up on. Are you feeling okay? Are you still staying where you are? Like nobody went to visit them. It was all done over the phone. Uh, and then for some- And after 14 days, they got to take off the tracking devices. <laughs> exactly. And remove the chip. <laughs> um, and then, for example, one of my agents was in New York State. And she went home to New York State and then had to quarantine again because New York State has a quarantine order for people coming from Florida. And it was a similar process. You had to fill out a form and all of this uh, stuff. So you better add 28 days to your reservation. Yeah, to your travel. However, no one, I have not heard a single word about anybody being pulled over to check for COVID. I I think they're doing that to cover themselves because if they do, something does get set up and you know, they find that you're not, you violated the quarantine and they can say, listen, we have the right to do this. So, um, again, I want to go back real quick to the idea of kind of roadside checks. Um, I have heard that possibly look, looking at your license plate, if you're from New York, or if you have a rental car and you've driven here, that they will be able to identify rental cars uh, and be able to pull you over and check, you know, where you're from and where you're staying. So, again, I don't know how enforced this is going to be, but that's the way it reads. All right, our next question. Do you believe that the parks will close again? And then she says she loves us and loves our team. Thank you very much. Um, Okay, I hope they don't close again. But, you know, we are, again, Kevin said news junkies. We are watching the news. We are watching the cases in Florida um, increase hospitalizations have increased, deaths unfortunately are increasing. Um, so I don't know 
what the what the uh, number will be that will make the parks close again. And I don't know if that will be a Disney decision or a state decision if the state or the local municipalities decide to go back into shutdown, then that will be ordered to them. But I don't know what Disney's rules are. It's possible. It's very possible they can close again. What do you think? Do you think Disney's going to close again? I think Disneyland hasn't opened, and Los Angeles and that area is being hit very, very hard. So I don't know that I see Disneyland opening up anytime soon. And as far as Disney World, I think the optics right now, I think there are people who are thrilled and excited about going back. And I think there is another group of people who think it's a very, very bad idea. I would like it if both sides could speak civilly. That doesn't always happen on the internet. But do I see it happening? I think it's a possibility if we don't if we don't get a handle on things. But I also think it's a possibility that we could go into that lockdown mode that we were in at the beginning of this when all this happened. I think if we don't make if if on an upper level of government they don't make some serious decisions to control it here in Florida, there's a likelihood that Walt Disney World. And I don't down. think they're going to. So I don't want to make this a political show, but our governor does not seem to think this is a big deal. I think if anything happens to Disney and Universal, that will be made at a corporate level. Cool. All right, read the next one. This is, I hate COVID. I hate it. This next one's not about COVID. I know, but everything is like you talk about, it's so sad and depressing. Aside from the ABD backstage mat, trip COVID. Are there any other domestic ABD trips COVID you've taken or would recommend COVID? Okay. Aside from the ABD backstage magic trip, are there other domestic ABD trips you've taken or would recommend? I have a great deal of secondhand knowledge. I don't. Our ABD trips have been backstage magic and international. Well, we have combined San Francisco with our backstage magic. So technically we've done the San Francisco trip. That doesn't exist anymore. Well, it was an excellent trip. You guys <laughs> really missed out. They don't do that trip anymore. Best trip ever. It was actually a really great trip. I've done it, we did it three times. Uh -huh. We loved it. People love the Arizona and Utah trip. And I know people who go on the Wyoming trip and the up in that area, they go on them multiple times. I am an indoor kind of boy. If if we were younger and you weren't so prone to falling, <laughs> I would want to do the Winter Wonderland trip. That one sounds beautiful to me. The that sounds to me like quarantining in a hotel. <laughs> it really does. That just is like bring all the bandages and all the back. We joke about the fact that I joke about the fact that when I travel, I am a dining really pretty um, piazza and shopping kind of traveler. The other trips in the U.S. tend to be, have a lot of things that are athletic, like whitewater rafting. Strenuous. These yeah. are high energy exertive trips that there's hiking and whitewater rafting and climbing and zip lining and ooh. I'm going to tell them a secret. Oh no. I'm going to commit you to it too. Are you ready? It's going to be another one of our questions. Don't tell it. Okay. 
I'm keep telling you, I got a question. I knew you were going to answer. All right. So I ha they, they get rave reviews. They People love them. I can tell you that. I haven't done them. I'm going to be honest with you. There is, there is a good possibility that we will do those if international travel is not available. But can't commit to it right now. We've already committed our uh, 2021 trips our group trips that we're going to take so we can't anymore add any more to 2021 but who knows all right i'm going to read the next one i'm going to switch papers hang on excellent um this is from maquette how totally insane is it to consider traveling to florida slash disney right now we have a september trip with a no change canceled dvc rental and I have a lot of anxiety over the idea of traveling to Florida. Okay, I'm going to give you an answer specifically for you or anyone else. If you have a high level of anxiety to travel to Disney in Florida, do not travel to Disney in Florida. It's not worth your sanity. It's not worth your anxiety to think about this trip and worry about this trip and go on this trip. Kevin and I have had a similar situation with some domestic trips. They got canceled. But it was a great deal of stress and anxiety for us to think about traveling internationally that we just got to the point where we canceled some of them. I'm going to say we something um, that I think is kind of controversial. No good. If you have anxiety and you travel and you do get sick, you're not going to be able to live with that. Knowing that you had anxiety going in, and if something happens that you do get it, you have to know yourself. I know myself if I had anxiety about it, and I thought, what the heck, and I got it anyway, I, wouldn't, I, I would have a very hard time dealing with that, right. that I caused this myself. Right. Again, I think the stress and the anxiety of it is not worth it. Just cancel, come back another time. I don't know who you rented your points through, but you might be able to contact them and see if they're willing to help you out with pushing those points somewhere else or something like that. It might not be refundable, but you might be able to move it around a little bit. Don't travel if you're that anxious and upset about it. It's really not worth it. Now, how insane is it to come to Florida right now? To be honest with you, if I did not live in Florida, I would not be coming to Florida. But again, that's that whole geographic thing. If you're watching the news, there's also some unusual verbiage. Apparently, one of the big hospital systems in Miami-Dade County is uh, Jackson Medical Center. And I think people hear that and assume Jacksonville. The, the vast majority of the stuff you see on TV is South Florida. And they are begging people not to come there. But what I was looking at more was... Um, I don't want to fly right now. I have, I have no desire to fly. Um, my niece, uh, great niece, second great niece, I don't know what she is. She's my nephew's daughter coming up on her birthday. I had no idea who you were talking about. <laughs> her name is Natalie. She's really cute. And she's coming up on her second birthday in August. And Kevin and like I next week. desperately wanted to be in New Jersey for her birthday and celebrate her birthday. And we've been thinking about should we drive should we do this just not going to do it just not going to travel it's not worth 
the anxiety of going. It's not worth the anxiety of possibly getting sick. It's not worth the anxiety of bringing that sickness home. Or, or bringing it to them. Bring it to them, yeah. It's just not worth it. So again, you know, again, I've said this at the beginning of another show. We are a travel agency. We make money when you book your travel through us and for when you complete your travel. But nobody, nobody, nobody should travel if they are not totally comfortable doing it. All right. Um, you have the next one. I do. The next one's from Christy. We travel from Central PA and are considering the auto train from DC to Orlando for our next trip. Any experience on your own or from others that you'd be willing to share? She said winning to share. Christy made a typo. <laughs> a typo. Um, autocorrect. I blame autocorrect. My experience is it with it is a hundred years old. But I'm familiar with it. You travel to Lorton, Virginia. <laughs> you put on your hoop skirt That's right. and your bowler tie. <laughs> and you drove my horseback to the train. <laughs> you have to feed the horses first. Um, this was many, many years ago. And we decided we were going to do it. And I'll tell you what my experience was. And then I'll explain further. We lived in Albany. And the idea was you drive from to Lorton, Virginia. That's the northern northern terminus of the auto train and I assumed we were going to pull up and get on the train and it was going to be like one of those old 1940s movies where I was going to have you know a car with a fireplace and a dining room table when we got there there was a 10-hour wait to load your car and it was explained to us that when we arrived in Sanford Florida because that's where the other the southern end of the auto train is that there would probably be a 10 hour wait for our car and from albany to uh orlando was a it was 20 hours of driving time it didn't matter how you cut it up you could spend a night you could you know drive on through it was 20 hours of driving time and we got to the auto train, and this was, again, I'm going to be honest with you, it's probably the early 80s that I'm talking about. And I was shocked at how expensive it was. I thought this was going to be like, you know, I was going to buy a $35 plane or a $35 train ticket. It wasn't. It was very expensive to put your car on this. And we sat there in line, and we realized that if we were going to spend... 10 hours waiting to get on the train and 10 hours to waiting to get off the train that we could be in Orlando before that happened. So we got out of line and drove. Because once you're in Virginia, just over the line in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, was the halfway point between Albany and Orlando. So once you got through Virginia, you were halfway to Orlando. We decided it wasn't worth the wait on each end. I have friends who do it, and they see it as an easy thing. They live in New Jersey. They get off in Lorton, Virginia, and they go through the bay and over the river and through the woods, and they're home. Even they have told me, we didn't want to wait that long to put the car on the train. So I don't have any hard evidence of what it's like on the train, or, but I do know that it was a really long wait. That might have been reduced, but I hear it's still quite a long wait to, that you load your car on. So in my opinion, if you're waiting that many hours, you've wasted a day of your vacation. That's it. That's my... However, there are people who just don't want to drive. We have an agent who um, 
excuse me, was coming down from the D.C. area and was talking about flights and things like that. And I said, well, why don't you just drive? It seems like you're in your bubble. You know, you can keep things safe. You can keep, you know, the germs out as best you can. And he was like, I am not driving. I can't Yeah, but he that. drinks. <laughs> That's not true. Sorry. He, uh, but he was very adamant about, he didn't want to, well, oh, there you go. It's probably him calling, saying stop telling people I drink. Um, we have to pause for just a second. Pause. So this particular agent doesn't want to drive, just no matter what. And I was joking about him drinking. Yeah, sure. And um, so the idea of taking the train was something that um, enticed him to do that or, or come a different way. But I, I thought you But it's drive. also my understanding that you can't stay in your car while you're on the train. That might have changed. I know that when we did it back in the 1780s, you couldn't stay in your car. And I think to myself, then you're just opening yourself up to everybody else in the train. Right. You can't knock, lock yourself in your car and be you know, contained. But you know, that's what we know about the auto train. Might be for you. All right, we're going to do one last question. Uh, and I'm going to read it. The last question is from Jim. Jim says, if international travel restrictions don't ease up next year, we're going to vacation domestically. Besides theme parks, are there any local destinations, trips, or experiences you recommend or want to try? Um, so we've had this conversation quite a bit because, you know, if we can't get to Europe or we can't go out of the country or we don't want to go, um, I we, mean, right now we can't go to the Bahamas. Barely go to Publix. Um, we have, um, we are thinking about what our travel is going to look like in the future because we still want to travel. We're still excited to travel. It's still a part of our lives that we enjoy very much and we would miss and we're missing now. So we talked about domestic travel and we've been to quite a few places in the United States, mostly fly there stay, experience it, you know, like Las Vegas or uh, Southern California. Chicago. Uh, different, uh, the, the northeast part of the country. So these are places that usually we go, we do something, we visit, and we leave. So now we're thinking more about perhaps the road trip is in our future. I have wanted to do this. I don't know why he stopped talking. <laughs> I've wanted to do this for a very long time. I've been talking about it for many years. John and I decided a long time ago that while we could, we should. We should see what we could as long as we were able to. While we could travel, we would travel. While we could travel. I'm still up for travel. I'm still ready to go. I was telling somebody that works for ABD today that I like traveling and I miss my luggage. Um, we're talking about purchasing an RV. There are places that I would really like to see in the United States. However, none of them are what I consider a destination worthy of a trip in and itself. I would like to see falling water just outside of Pittsburgh, the Frank Lloyd Wright house, but I don't see my ever, myself ever booking a trip to Pittsburgh to see that, but I'd like to see it. There's also an Andy Warhol museum in Pittsburgh that I'd like to see. I would really like to see Mount Rushmore, 
but I don't foresee myself driving that far or flying that far to see that. So what I would like to do is John and I work via the internet so we could work from the road. And I'm looking into us buying a motorhome, every or an RV. Every time I say this, John rolls his eyes. And we watched a show about RVing the other day, and they parked in the woods by a stream, and they went off the grid. And <laughs> There's a lot of talk about the size of your refuse tank and your battery. And I think, that I don't want to worry about those things when I travel. That sounds awful. And pumping and not pumping and filling and not filling. <laughs> we haven't made a decision. And I'm going to be honest with you. Our shopping hasn't really started yet. It's all been online and looking at things searching online. And, and searching and doing some research and trying to figure out um, whether this is for us or not. Um, yeah. So we'll keep you informed. There are probably going to be, you know, future podcasts about our misadventures with RVing or something. We're going like to that. rent one first. We've also looked into something else that we're not ready to sell yet, but they have domestic river cruises. River yeah. cruises within the United States, the Mississippi, the Snake River, and some others that we, I haven't, I'm not deep enough into it, but we're looking into it where. I've, I've been online, I've registered with them, and I've taken a look at their videos about the different cruises. And I've sort of come to the conclusion that I would want the newer ships. There's this idea that there's these uh, paddle wheelers, and then there's the more uh, modern ships that are almost like the ships that travel the like Viking rivers, ships. right? Like, I'm not looking for a showboat experience. Right, exactly. And then some of the itineraries really appealed to me. I, read, I was looking at the Snake River one. It sounded awesome. So that could be the future of our cruising. You know, if we can't get on a cruise ship and, you know, go to the Caribbean anymore, maybe the idea is that we can be on a, a river cruise. And I like the idea of traveling, but like I feel comfortable in my car when we go out because I figure at this point, if either one of us have it, we've both got it. Right. Um, so the idea of traveling in my hotel, in my kitchen, that appeals to me. So those are those things. But as far as uh, trips, we talked about this in another question. Uh, ABD has several domestic trips. They're all very, um, you know, running and jumping and, you know. Climbing trees. <laughs> climbing trees. If anybody knows what that's a reference to, <laughs> I have, and, and you text or tweet me, I have a Disney pin I'll send you. <laughs> running and jumping and climbing trees and putting on makeup. <laughs> is what these trips are all about. You got to be the first one. And so, um, again, I don't know they're for us. However, we have also taken other trips from international travel that were not, we thought were not for us and modified them enough to be for us. Like there's that one trip where they stay at that hotel at the edge of the Grand Canyon. And I think I would love to stay at the edge of the Grand Canyon. I don't want to go down the Grand Canyon. I don't go back up on the Grand Canyon. So... That's the way I'm looking at sort of a domestic travel. Look at things that are, um, my advice to you is if you're looking for domestic travel, look for shorter trips to start out with. You know, what's nice is, you know, a trip that's a two-hour plane ride to something sort of lessens the whole trip experience as opposed to, you know. Well, so figure out what you want to see. 
I think mm -hmm. if you have a destination, it helps. You said this was going to be our last question. I want to do one more. Okay. This is from Kathy King Carter. This one made me laugh, Kathy King Carter. Do you have any tips for the wine and dine? That's a race, right? It will be our first. I think it's a race. Which one of us do you think is the runner? Well, that was certainly worth doing, wasn't it? Sorry. I don't have any tips for the wine no, and dine. We, don't. we have a really great agent um, on our team, Elaine Edwards. Elaine has sort of taken the mantle of being the person who is booking uh, races and getting all that stuff together. If you're interested in information on booking a race, a Disney race, or questions in general, write to Elaine, E-L-A-I-N-E, at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and she'd be happy to answer your questions and um, help you get set up. I will let you know, there's a lot of confusion with the Disney races. Um, they've canceled some, but some they have not, but they have closed registration to. A lot of it is still up in the air. Run Disney has not made a lot of decisions about these races, so please be patient if you're looking to book a race. But that'll do it. I'm glad we got through these. I'm glad we did that extra one about wine and wine. <laughs> um, certainly. It's so. like, can you recommend a good gym? <laughs> Jim Bean. Right. Um, all right, so that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week. Week. And we hope you have a great Thanks, Muggsy. Vacation. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.